Games Workshop's Basement, hosted by John Cardell, Danny Benny McDevitt, Val Heffelfinger. I'm Dick. Oh, we didn't get the it's new pick. Room after dark. Welcome to Grim After Dark, uh, Warhammer 40,000's <laughs> only late night show for some reason. <laughs> My name is John, and I'm here to misinform and entertain as we talk about the goings-on over the last week in the world of Warhammer. Tonight, we're going to recap Danny's exploits in a Danny-centric state of play. Uh, we're going to figure out the top five candidates for Team USA captain. We're going to go around the net, and we have a brand new Grim game. Uh, but before we go on, if you enjoy what you see or what you listen to, you can support us by liking or subscribing wherever it will let you. And if you're able to, throw a couple dollars our way by becoming a member on YouTube or super chatting the answer to this question, what was your best GT experience? Hmm. Now, let's meet the team. Uh, first up, he's the co-host with the co-most. He carries a true bill of friendship all the way from Moscow, Idaho, is Danny McDevitt. And then he's the beautiful face of everything Square-based, a fantasy enthusiast and casual 40k enjoyer. It's Val Heffelfinger. And finally, he's the man behind the curtain, the guy who puts the coach in Canada, is superstar producer Dickie. Hey! Hey! Man, I gotta do so the energy in this room right now. It's a little hot in this rhino. <laughs> Yeah, Ooh. yeah. I got to do the timing way better on that one. We still have like a good fifteen seconds of superlatives I could throw out from that guy, Danny. Danny, John, that was that was an amazing intro. You got yeah. all of the calls to action right off the hop. That's you came in fair. with energy. I yeah. did. I did. I don't think there's anything to be self-critical about. I think it was awesome, dude. Oh yeah, I always do. Always do that. That's uh, what we've got to do. Uh, Danny, uh, chat saying you're looking dapper this evening. Uh, chat, this man has just literally dragged himself out of a car um, at my behest to be here for us today. Um, but no, I don't know about that. <laughs> Did you want your behest? Behest? Yeah. Of what? Okay, cool. Yeah. I also I, I, kind of imagine uh, Danny's car is like Hightower from Police Academy. He just like took the front seat out and drives from the back. <laughs> Just a regular car, Val. <laughs> he's a normal size. It's, it's a, he's not it's a, a super tall. forester. A forester. That's right. It's classy. Good. Uh, I yeah, uh, great. Beautiful. Lesbians uh, love him. It has made several trips through Canada, I believe, at this point. It's still going strong. Quality yeah, vehicles. Of course. Uh, we're going to move straight on here to our comment of the week. Uh, this week brought to you by our friends of Frontline Gaming. Open 24-7 at FrontlineGaming.org and all your GW products at a discounted prices there or better yet through their secondhand store. Uh, anyway, this week's comment of the week comes straight from our Discord. Thanks to Paul Winters, who says, uh, found the last time Chaos Marines were good. And it's a picture of the third edition Chaos Space Marine Codex. Danny, is this wow. true? I think it's funny our comment of the week is a sideways picture. <laughs> oh, man, also, if you like what, that, you're gonna love the rest of the show. Oh, well, yeah, fantastic! Without seeing the masthead, we cannot confirm whether that is in fact the 3.5 edition of the oh. Codex, because that is it is that, that, is, sure. that is, did the, is did the picture change on it? Yes. Uh, then I'm an idiot. I'm really happy, Danny, that you chose to roast me for the orientation of half of a picture <laughs> I screenshotted and not for getting the edition wrong. John, we've still got an hour left, so. <laughs> Up. that's fair that's fair enough uh but was three and a half the last time chaos space marines were good no no perfect perfect there's been Val. lots of times the chaos space marines have they've had their moment yeah they've had a few like builds and moments for yeah. sure yeah i think 
um, that it's disgusting that you're thinking Paul Winters, uh, who plays nothing exclusively but terrible slanash demons, um, has a bad opinion about Chaos Space Marines. Oh. It's, okay, it's unknown. That. Terrible. Uh, Danny, you let, let's let's run the little little uh, thing. Hopefully, it's still speeded up. Let's do a little uh, state of play. Oh, I totally forgot to do that. Uh, Beautiful. Uh, I'm just gonna so, go to bumper and hopefully it works. Nope. nope. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's a different one. This one. <laughs> Over. Yep. Nice. Yeah. 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 All right. Got there. Danny, you did something almost unheard of by a host of this show, uh, and you actually played Warhammer this weekend. That's uh, true. Tell us a little bit about the event you went to. Uh, I went to Harbor Heresy this weekend, which was uh, a five-game tournament at Lion Guard Gaming in Hoquiam, Washington. Um, this is the last time that they'll be running an event there, probably, because um, the the owner is selling the store um, oh. to the city. Oh, so to the city, which is a bummer. Yeah, I think they're going to make like some kind of a transit depot out of it or something. Oh, okay. Dang. So. I thought the yep. city was going to get in the the Magic the Gathering business and kind of make some sweet tax dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a really fun time this weekend. I had I had an amazing time playing Warhammer. Warhammer's in a really great place right now. So if you're not playing Warhammer, you probably should. Thanks, man. I appreciate the direct line of eye contact, <laughs> even though we're, we're not staring. This is <laughs> John, this is this is a televised show, so I'm not making direct eye contact with you. I promise. <laughs> um then you also got to play on stream we do have a picture of that stream up here oh. uh where you use some fantastic looking objective markers uh even though really great shows don't have any of their own merch beautiful um, it's true yeah i you pulled played, out a classic out of storage uh, as, so. as i should probably do um i did i was very supportive uh with my messaging here uh, when you say come watch me in stream uh, when I said that Necron dude looks like a nerd. Thanks, John. Um, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. That's the kind of support I think That's we love. can all expect. That is. That is. Yeah. Um, tell us sort of about your general experience. Like, how did the GT go for you? You said you took Necrons, which is something like I don't think you've done for a while. Um, what made you choose Necrons? Uh, was it just yeah, kind of your choice? I probably haven't played Necrons in about six months. So it's been huh. a minute. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so I played uh, five games. Um, I won three. Uh, I uh, drew one and won and lost one. So um, lost to Tau. Tau is really good right now mm -hmm. um, and really good specifically against this army um, just because they can delete 40 warriors, no problem, or 20 warriors, no problem anytime that one of those crisis units shoots. So. Hmm. Yeah. can't really do anything about that I, I kept the game within 15 points and that was about as good as i could probably do in that one were they so, playing uh gw strain here mm -hmm, yep which yeah. is way the best way to play the game i think i don't think it's even a question it's amazing so uh like i said like the game is in a really good place right now especially when you're using this stuff um it just uh it, it feels like there's a bunch of different faction diversity and different things that are really good so mm -hmm. um i mean if you looked even at the top 10 like you'd see that there were uh, a ton of different armies represented so not just not just the same characters yeah um, which is which is great that is a really awesome and glowing review actually yeah yeah um it, it's always good to see like when the game's in a good place especially when you get around like kind of gt level events like danny goes to here 
where sometimes it's not necessarily like the most positive uh, outlook towards the game and where it is. Um, but yeah, like hearing, and I think you're not the only player coming out of events this weekend talking about kind of the great state of the game. Um, do you think that was just the balanced data slate that did like a really great number and leveling things out? Or is that just yep. kind of people getting used to the rule set nope. as well? It's that. It's the balanced data slate. Yeah, it's not anything else. Yeah. Because the game was horribly broken before this. I mean, you saw top 10 finishes that were like all Eldar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it also helped here in this event that we only had, I think, maybe two Eldar players. Um, and uh, I don't were there think people who, were there people who maybe switched off of Eldar because there's some other more interesting stuff, or was it? Uh, do you think just that was like the meta? There just weren't a lot of Eldari. I, I just think that there weren't a ton of Eldari at that event. That that would be my. Not that they were bad because Eldar are still extremely good. Um, yeah. So but that's my secret to enjoying Warhammer Fantasy so much. I just never play elves. <laughs> well, why would you not want to play the best faction? <laughs> I think that's just why I'm so naive. That's that's really the key. That's really the thing. I think it's but, sort of similar to I was talking to like I'm very excited. There's like a, a cyberpunk video game um, DLC coming soon, and they were like, "Are you excited to play it?" I'm like, "No." And they're like, "When?" I was like, "Because I had a really broken character that abused a bunch of the mechanics, and now they've totally changed it, so I can't do that anymore. So I don't know quite how to play the game right now." Um, do you think some of that's true for some of why we weren't seeing as much Eldari over the weekend, Dan? because people were upset that their broken army was fixed well no that it was fixed but some of the stuff they were leaning on before some of the things they were doing might not necessarily work anymore um i, I mean i couldn't i couldn't speak to what people's motivations were if i were going to be if i were going to speculate um i'm sure it was more of a case of people just bringing the armies that they wanted to play um, Heck yeah which is which is great so we saw some really great finishes um armies that were in the bottom bracket are you know uh like votan for instance i think getting second place at this tournament yeah um space wolves getting fourth um was pretty pretty cool um uh and then uh chaos knights winning the event um oh wow yeah so uh, a lot of different factions that maybe you didn't see quite as many of before so yeah really good really good diversity really good turnout um a lot of fun that's awesome Game's in a great place. Uh, let's uh, continue the positivity uh, by going through our top five of the week. If oh, Dick, he can remember the button. I remember the button. He doesn't, he doesn't have a top button. Top five of the week. Is it a key? It's like a series of clicks. Yeah, uh, I forgot to cut it off really early. It's nothing to do with data, data slave balance adjustments. We just talked about that. That's gone. That's in the past. What we're talking about this week here uh, is something I've wanted to talk about for a couple weeks now. It is Team USA, uh, Warhammer 40K's premier American team uh, for team tournaments. And the brand new, uh, I forget the amazing name the company has, but the, the nonprofit that was set up to... Uh, figure out uh, annual captaincy of the team as well as membership. They uh, went that far? They, yeah. they did. Yeah, they have bylaws. They have everything. It's all very above the board. That's, um, that's amazing. So what's their first action? Vote Sean Naden in as president for the for as team captain. <laughs> <laughs> what a so, fucking joke. <laughs> so I will say uh, that, that technically um, they, they have a board of people who vote for who the captain is. I will say. Oh, okay. The the board is full of people who will just vote for Sean Nadim, most likely. Apparently. But 
Um, Never put we, something to a vote that you don't know you're going to win. That's that that's is, true. That is the sign of a true captain. Yeah. Uh, if we go down to the next slide here, Dickie, I can read the, the little press release from this. It says, we are excited to announce that the captaincy of the USA National Warhammer 40K team. Oh, this was right. This was the terrible name. Will now be governed by the U.S. Wargaming Federation. Uh, which is like the worst backyard wrestling organization in America. <laughs> I don't know. US um, Wargaming Federation? All right. I'm in. No, I'm 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 still yeah, I'm on board with that name. Their Warhammer 40k committee, though. Uh by the way, Val, I think even though you're Canadian, maybe you can get in on their fantasy committee. Uh I don't know if that's a thing. I would assume looking at it that they're they're going to they the, the have picture. other games they're looking at to add to this. Because like... Well, the fact they specified Warhammer 40k committee, you have to assume there's other games there. Mm-hmm. Like maybe there's an affinity committee, which is just one dude no one likes in Arizona. Maybe there's like <laughs> probably. Uh, probably maybe there's like other kinds of things there. Uh, but well, to learn more, he's got cancer, John. So it's going to be a real short term for him. <laughs> yeah, he sure does. Uh, but Jeez. learn more about the selection process and apply at usawargaming.org. So under the kind of the assumption that anyone can apply to be captain of Team America or join. Uh, Danny, Val, Dickie, and I came up with this list. Well, actually, Val, you came up with this list. We played with it a little bit. Uh, these uh -huh. are our top five choices for captain of Team USA. Uh, and I did this start... blind, by the way. I was unaware of this. I was unaware of the uh, of of the, the the newly appointed captain. So perhaps a little prescience in this top five. Yeah, that's fair. Well, we're gonna go to for our number five choice, which I ranked here as our fifth. Uh, Danny, Val, what can you tell me about this choice here, number five? Sean Naden, tall, yep. very tall. What what is what is censored in his hand? Oh, we can't we'll know. That is uh, his nipples, obviously. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> that, that was where the censor bar originally went. But no, he was carrying something very disgusting in his hand. It is, in fact, uh, a winner's trophy. Oh, uh, okay. Which, yeah, okay. not show people being Ooh, that one, like a penis. That one was yeah, spray painted gold. They don't normally go that far. Yeah, That's well, nice. for Sean Naden, you go that far. You go they big, voted Sean Naden. That's great. But what do we think of uh, Dickie and I's number five choice uh, for a USA team captain, Sean Aiden? Prescient. Prescient. That's Prescient. Uh, he's he's tall. He's got uh, long hair. He's done the job before, yeah. and then he didn't do the job, and then he did the job again, and now he's doing the job again. So, I mean. Yeah. He's rolled that who, rock who else uh, could from be? in front yeah. of the cave. He's come, he's come back to the captaincy. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. He's, he's super awesome, dude. For sure. Uh, number four, Dickie and I picked a more controversial choice. Is again a uh -huh. former captain here. Yeah. We have number four, uh, Mr. Brad Chester. Brad uh, Chester. Oh, wow. What are our thoughts uh, about Mr. Chester after his unfortunate use of thoughts? Um, I mean, just as much experience, if not more, much less tall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot, le a lot less height there. So doomed to lose any kind of re-election entry mm -hmm. against a taller opponent. Um, also unfortunate last name. That's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> number three, uh, our third choice for who should be Team USA captain is Sean Bluesman. Yes, of course. Um, Dark Horse. Oh. Yes. Dark Horse candidate. Again, we're trying to say that it's wide open now. Literally anyone could be captain. Um, what do you think about Dark Horse candidate Sean Bluesman, who is absolutely not just Sean Naden in the hat and glasses? I think he maybe needs a bigger hat and his sunglasses fit really weird. So he may need to <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You let me uh... like the clip art's a bit awkward there. Yeah. You let me. It looks like he's like raising oh, one. Oh, there we go. Oh, there yeah. jaunty there angle. Right. Yeah. How about that oh, one? All right, that's a little better. Yeah, um, that did it. Yeah. 
I mean, uh, you know, I would have gone for Sean Heisenberg, given the hat yeah, choice I, myself, sure. uh, I, I and, and the strong connection to cooking meth, which Sean Ed may may not have. I mean, I'm just, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, just, I'm not starting salacious rumors about nope. the captain of USA here. I will but say. he's very tall. Uh, that I figured just with our demo, according to YouTube, a Blues Brothers reference was far more appropriate than a Breaking well, don't, Bad they, reference. They, they, they don't they don't wear pork pie hats. That's, that's <laughs> excellent point by Val. Wow. And that's so they're why not, they're not blues, man. They're blues. It would have just been Sean Blues. Uh, and that's why Sean Bluesman is only number three because of all of these inconsistencies <laughs> in his character. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad we're not going to just skip skip over that. All right. No, yeah, let's, yeah, go. What's yeah, let's, two, let's not skip over that. Let's just move immediately to mm -hmm. the next one. Mm -hmm. uh, right now we have this guy here, number two. Uh, this is Brad Horster. <laughs> now this, are, I feel, I feel like this is this is an improvement on I feel the. Like I've seen this before, to be honest. Um, uh, I think it's on his uh, uh, his LinkedIn profile picture. Is this? Oh, Horsters, yeah. 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 Um uh Brad Horster um has uh he's 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 been galloping around the uh, field of 40k for for years now. Um and uh one of the few 40k players to survive a broken leg and not wow. be shot. That's mm -hmm. true. That's and true. they on a loss. I do <laughs> I do feel however like after last year a bad run kind of put out to pasture a little bit. Uh but Still, still, obviously, everything to play for here, uh, Brad Horser. Well, you know, look, if he wants to be team captain, he's going to be saddled with a lot of responsibility. <laughs> I'm sure he's, but I'm sure he's chomping at the bit to get the job yeah. done. We took a, you know, a Gallup poll, and he was uh, number two. Oh, so that's, that's all we can work on here. You know, Wonderful. sometimes you just got to make hay. You do. You do. Uh, but I will say our number one choice uh, for Team USA captain was not mm -hmm. Sean Naden. It was in fact Sean Batman. Sean oh. Bateman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a much better joke. Give me a second here. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> jokes moved on the fly. Wow. Beautiful. It's Sean two Bateman. Jokes. It's actually like three jokes and one joke. So you guys are getting really good value tonight. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's right. Big time. Um, yeah. Big time. Uh, what does Sean Bateman uh, bring to Team USA as team captain? Uh, justice. A lack of parents. True. So he doesn't have, you know, any conflicts on, you he know, can stay out holidays. as late as he wants. As late as he wants, he can be out there. Um, you know, um, Sean Bateman. Um, you know, he is the he is the the dark knight of forty of K. Mm. Solid financial backing and gadgets. <laughs> That's right. He has like this red line that it just looks like a finger dial or a ring, but he presses a button and it draws a straight line on the table. Actually, uh, one of his yeah. one of his toys is behind that censored image right now, as a matter yeah. of fact. Yeah, for sure. Kind of toy, though. But we can show you powered. because it's secret Team USA tech, and we don't want to get sued by the U.S. Wargaming Federation. Oh, the Federation. The U.S. Now that they have the backing of Sean Bateman, I think that they're going to be a force to be reckoned with legally. I mean, they can afford a lot of retainer. Oh, that's fair. Uh, Sherman Master in chat, the old bait and switch, which uh, I think is not my favorite joke here. Fantastic. Um, perfect. That's all I had for my top five Team USA captains. 
I am shocked that I was going to make a joke that it was very obvious who the captain would be regardless of the process. And we got to make it on the day that they announced the captain. So thank you, <laughs> USWF, uh, for really playing into this. Uh, but let's let's make fun of some more internet stuff. Let's let's go around the net. Oh, God, I, I'm the worst today. Mm-hmm. Top five. Just make the buttons. It's almost, you know, I'm really surprised that they didn't go WWF. I feel like that would have been a really solid move for them, too. <laughs> no like, one's ever, know, no one's ever lost a copyright claim over WWF. Definitely not. Not even once. Uh, Vince McMahon uh, lost to WWF. He had to change the name of his entire company. I feel uh, the financial backing, even with Bateman, uh, of the USWF is less than the WWE. I don't know. I so I wouldn't rely on uh, that man's uh, legal savvy uh, to get you through another thing. I'm pretty sure he paid about four million dollars for a blowjob. So like, I, I just I wouldn't trust anything that he says. I think really. it's her blowjob. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> now that's that's to get a blowjob from Vince McMahon or to be so allegedly. He paid millions in hush money to like five or six people over a period of 20 years. Oh, oh I mean, come on. That's yeah. I mean, <laughs> come on. Over, like, I mean, normal? That, that's just like, that's just like career hush money expenditure. <laughs> I mean, he's... that we know of. We're really also Val really happy that his wife doesn't watch the show now. Well, I mean, Vince McMahon is clearly greasy. So, I mean, like, I feel like that's a low ball figure. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, one girl, apparently because she was fired afterwards, got a couple million more. But uh, that's not the kind of around the net we're going for here, uh, or even around the mouth. Uh, mm. We're making fun of everything here. This is the part of the show where we dive deep into the dang dribble oh, that yeah. Jeanette provides. And this week, uh, as always, we've got a lot to cover, including this guy that, that I found that brings up a much more interesting conversation. It's our regular show characters, where all those Warhammer painters who showed off tutorials to help everyone, uh, and then the, the guy being left behind because they placed everything that would have been free behind a Patreon paywall. Um, what a oh. great topic of conversation between content creators about paywalling content. Hmm. Val, Danny, what's your thoughts hmm. on this? I've, I've never felt myself uh, impeded in learning a new painting skill due to a, due to a paywall. <laughs> I feel like this is justified, to be honest with you. And any podcast or uh, Monday night video review show um, that does something like this should be lauded um, for their financial savvy and mm -hmm. uh, business sense, mm -hmm. and not decried as uh, you know money grubbing or um, you know all in it for the cash because they're definitely not all in it for the cash but somewhat in somewhat in it for the cash somewhat of it somewhat so what, what do you feel so we do have there's there's a, a wide berth of content creators out there on the internet now mm -hmm. and there's some really phenomenal ones who do put things behind a paywall uh, yeah. What are your thoughts uh, about that? Is there a sort of a thing where where they're going for like Warhammer is for everyone, so you should teach me your skills for free? I, I, I mean, we're seeing actually stuff like you see stuff like this all in in like sort of gaming culture all the time, which is like losing like especially around price. Like Total War, for example, is having a massive meltdown over DLC prices, mm -hmm. and. Yeah. 
And yeah, like getting nickel and dimed for stuff sucks. Uh, but also fundamentally, like I don't know, like these are these are luxury goods, you know, like they're they're not they're not they're not things you're entitled to. You know what I mean? Like, and if someone if someone is willing to give give their time to share their skills, and if people are willing to pay for it, we mm-hmm. live in a world where that is as a mm-hmm. reasonable thing. So I find I find people who feel entitled to other people's knowledge or or output kind of cringy. Um, Super cringe. Yeah. yeah. At the same time, though, like there is, um, there's a lot to be said about the 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 community and the culture of helping people and of sharing knowledge and skills and all that kind of stuff. The thing is, is I. I just don't think there's enough stuff being paywalled to make a single iota of difference as to your ability to access, you know, that type of stuff. It's more about that particular creator. Like if I want to learn how to dry brush from a specific person and they paywalled it, well, then I have a choice to make, or I could go watch one of 10,000 other videos about the exact same thing that aren't paywalled. And and that's like the issue, right? Is because there's a buffet of content. Like if you have a favorite creator who's showing you an airbrush technique, and then they paywall the second part of that video, you can probably find 10 or 15 other videos. So this kind of comes down to personal choice of you make a connection with the creator, you want them to tell you how to do stuff, then honestly, it's on you to pay for it to, to make it happen if that's your choice. Um, we have people now doing this full time, which is amazing. Uh, guys, Dickie, uh, Danny, Val, I really hate to disappoint you. We cannot afford to do this full time uh, at our level. Nope. And I would be surprised if a lot of other people can really afford to do it full time without other streams of income. Um, so like I said, I think there's just a tremendous sense of entitlement from the, the Warhammer community to like a lot of content. Yeah. Um, and you shouldn't have that entitlement. If someone is taking their time uh, as someone who's, and Dickie, you can back me up on this, someone who's edited and put together videos, if someone's taking like literal hours because they might only put up a 15 minute painting video, but that video has taken them at least four or five hours to, to edit and produce, not even including the painting in between it, uh, then you're going to pay yeah. the rate to do that. So an hour, an hour a minute probably isn't an, an, a crazy estimate. That's about what editing time yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. An hour a minute. That sounds about right. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. Like, and that's why like the cut, the type of content we do, mm-hmm. uh, no, like that's, that's like you talk to battle report people. Like the amount of hours that go into like uh, 40k and 40 minutes on play on, for example, is it's yeah. insane. Like, and yeah, they and those are those guys are guys with professional workflows. They know what they're doing. They're taking every shortcut that they can possibly make, and it's still an incredible amount of effort to get. They that have job out. titles. You know, like yeah, like they're real people who, who Wait a like. Minute. We have yeah. job titles. We we don't. We have, yeah, we really don't though. They don't really Wait, pertain to you this. You guys not have job titles because <laughs> I gave myself a job title for what sure. What is your job title in Grim After Dark, Danny? Oh, uh, it's Master Peter. <laughs> 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 oh, this is coming in as well as Sherman. It comes in with another great comment. This person is upset about OnlyFans. Which, yeah, Warhammer Painters uh, replaced that with OnlyFans, and then you're pretty close to that there. So yeah, like my feeling on Patreon is is always been, and like there's some that you you get a direct product for, like all the uh, like three D printing Patreons, mm-hmm. like they are delivering output on a monthly basis, and I want that thing right for a pretty low low price. 
but for like content creators like youtube people and podcasters and stuff it's more just like a please keep this going i like it you know so if you're like you're really begrudging them for putting their hat out like move on you know i will say about if you did want to design some of the 3d files uh to print out that'd be great maybe just like little birds maybe pretend like with rob that you're like let me see what you're working on and then accidentally steal it (laughs) (laughs) sure no one would mind it goes on here uh this next one here is kind of like a little buffer one i want to go through here it's one of my favorite king of the hill memes uh but it's also uh, a terrible point i think uh but it's bobby hill holding up the sign saying the tau doing bad things to survive in the 40k universe gives them depth it makes them more interesting if they have moral dilemmas uh, the kids inside of being the tower, the good guys. And if these kids could read, they could be very upset. Uh, Danny Val, very quickly, I just wanted to ask you, is the joke of this meme that tower interesting? <laughs> I thought it was just how. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. Uh, but yeah, uh, I guess any thoughts, thoughts on this guy here? Like I did not enjoy this concept and I don't think it's because of the moral dilemma part mainly just about uh the the shitting on the tower part mm. you mean do you think the tower the good guys is that what you're saying i guess well, do, do you think that uh they do bad things to survive i think everybody does bad things to survive mm-hmm. i mean everybody what is what everybody. is Danny, the worst, the worst thing you've done to survive i'm definitely not saying it on <laughs> a, a, a <laughs> podcast <laughs> participate in capitalism that's fair uh big papacia coming in saying everyone (laughs) Everyone seems so sad sad tonight tonight. (laughs) i hope all is well dude we're great we're under the rule of uh sean bateman uh for the the foreseeable future uh we're all great and good to go as long as it's not naden again (laughs) (laughs) that's perfect uh i'm surprised you didn't go with a non-saden you know, just as one of them, you know, like uh, non-Satan. I, I literally had three minutes to throw it up before I forgot about it. That's Switching okay. the first letters. Yeah. Pretty low hanging fruit. There. That's really, we're really, that's, that's where we usually go. I'm very excited. Although about. three minutes explains the pork by hat. Now that you mentioned it. Oh, anyway, go, yeah. right, minute, <laughs> that does explain the angle of those. Oh my God. Sure. I wanted a jaunty hat. I didn't realize that would also mean jaunty glasses. Well, like, I'm, how am I supposed to know these things? <laughs> Apart from oh. looking at it, uh, guys, because you're the... 40, <laughs> it's true, very old. Uh, but hey, so are you, screw you. Uh, anyway, uh, keep the licensing coming, guys. Uh, 40k Dark Tide hot sauce is on the way. Uh, you'll take a couple of hits and then probably never go back to it. Uh, <laughs> but what just... flavor? What's that? Or just remain unopened on your shelf for the yeah. They're gonna sit there forever. <laughs> yeah. You on them. I opened a couple of the bottles when they first came out, and then I just don't really use it anymore. Um, hmm. But what are the flavors in the far future? Uh, I want you guys to rate the flavors we came up with on a scale of one to ten. Uh, okay. Uh, so we're gonna start with Nurgle's Rot, which is a super spicy sauce based on the plague theme of Nurgle. Uh, probably containing ghost peppers or other super hot stuff. Um, well, I don't like thinking of rot and my tongue at the same time. Yeah. Same, <laughs> two. Perfect. So, so we're not we're not fans of that one. Don't want to take the last dab of I mean, uh, yeah, garbage. I, I don't. No, I just don't want to eat something called rot. Yeah. Like anything with the word rot in it, like that, just singularly rot. 
is uh, not something it. I want to eat. It's fair. It's oh. no good at, I'm probably like we're probably like biologically designed to not eat something that uh, is associated with rot. I think that's, uh, that's true. Uh, no, Nick, Nikki D. Williams in chats. He was our producer of Signals from the Frontline, uh, letting us know seven, seven obviously is the uh, the out of 10 is the number for the neural drop oh that makes sense yeah it does we have corn's rage which is an extremely hot sauce okay. made with a mix of habaneros scorpion peppers uh, extract and embody the blood for the blood god is yeah. the little slogan now i'm thinking about my butthole and i <laughs> and i also don't don't think i like it i feel like this tastes coppery and i'm not about that <laughs> yeah <laughs> What's the taste like? I'm having a seizure. Like a hot penny. <laughs> yeah. Hot penny. Hot penny. <laughs> mm. uh, oh, what about Zinch's changing chili? It's a sauce that morphs okay. between different flavor profiles and heat levels as you eat it. Like uh, Fruit Loops. What Fruit Loops are you <laughs> Fruit eating? Fruit Loops. <laughs> try just try and like place the specific flavor of the different colors of Fruit Loops. It'll yeah, always it's artificial change. Artificial fruit flavoring. <laughs> <laughs> Same. No, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, not saying it was a good comment, but it came to mind. Uh, yeah. you know, this one is the most palatable of all of them. I'll give him a six out of ten on this one. That's fair. Yeah, That's fair. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a nine. Niner. Mm. Yeah, six and a nine. Nice. Uh, we have Slanesh nice. Sensation, uh, which is a sauce made to overwhelm the senses, oh. uh, focused on inducing pleasure and pain. Guys, yeah. how how comfortable are we being erect uh, while consuming hot sauce? You know, why me? Chinese <laughs> restaurant entrepreneurs have a have a phrase for this, and that's spicy tingly. And I'm oh. and I that's a nine out of ten for hold me. Uh, yeah. You meant to put it in your mouth, yeah. Phil. I, all right, yeah. hold on. I've I've got this. This is obviously a combo lube and hot sauce. So, uh, six for me. <laughs> if that's true, Danny, that's a a one for me. I'm not putting hot <laughs> sauce on his lube. You're not very adventurous oh. tonight, are you, John? No, I am not. Uh, as the chat's already pointed out, I'm so sad because you're asking me to use hot sauce as lube, which it's, seems it's the Drake. That's what that movie is called. <laughs> the true uh, last dab. The true let's, last. Yeah. Let's get a couple more in here. Uh, we have Emperor's Wrath. There's more. Uh, Okay. It's an imperial-themed hot sauce made with holy peppers. Uh, this one's going to ask, what what the hell's a holy pepper? It's been eaten by bugs? Hey! hey. Is that rot again? Zero out of ten. <laughs> uh, and finally... That's all the bug sauce, thanks. Eldar Doom. It's a sauce using peppers grown on the Eldar craft worlds, uh, reflecting their spicy and doomed nature. Huh. Do you get, like, an impending sense of heat? Uh, that yep. you know it's coming, you just don't ten. quite know when. Ten. Ten. Yeah, yeah, ten. Yeah. That's a passing grade for me as well. Yeah. Passing. Uh, this one here, this next guy, I found on Reddit. It says here, how do I hide this rich? bull? How, oh, do I, oh. how do I hide this bull from my most played games? And uh, we have like Dead Rising 2. We have Booty <laughs> Farm here, Vermintide 2. Booty Farm. Uh, <laughs> it's just played 41 minutes that's all it that's gonna, all gonna ask you guys though um how uh, to answer that question how do i hide this bull from my most played games how do people hide vermintide 2 uh from their most played games <laughs> he's only played it for 26 yeah, minutes. 26 minutes that's like watching the intro like that's <laughs> also like who who plays booty farm before spending 
41 minutes at least figuring out how to preemptively hide this from your from your playlist. <laughs> played it at least 10 times though. That's pretty cool. Also, this guy this Very guy short clearly sessions. this guy clearly has never um like he probably also doesn't realize that whenever he plays Booty Farm that all of his friends on Steam see can that see he that he's now Booty playing Farm. Booty Farm. Booty Farm. Yeah. You can turn um, that off. And only yeah, for five minutes. Can. Yeah, but this person clearly doesn't know that. He does no, he doesn't know. No, does not know, know this. Agreed. No. <laughs> um, moving off of this here to a serious question, uh, Valdining Dickie, describe a Warhammer forty thousand themed dating game on Steam. A Warhammer forty thousand themed dating game on Steam. Yeah. Oh, I got it. I got it. Okay, go, uh, go, go, go. Yeah. Who's the heretic? And it's it's an inquisitor trying to yeah. figure out which of her which of her online uh, news sphere uh, connections is actually a heretic. Oh. It's true. Uh, Val, go ahead and announce there. I just find it very hard to think of of anything sexy and forty k at the same time. Like it's like it's almost it's, it's almost not possible. I just want it to be like a chaos cult where you recruit new members to your chaos cult by buying them gifts. What if what if it's like chat VR, but everyone's dressed like a big titty towel? This is the future GW is trying to protect you from from litigious suits against uh, 3D printers. They don't want uh, people exposed to that. <laughs> big titty towel farm. Big titty towel farm. <laughs> Well, now we figured out our funding problem. Val, get on it. Let's B make TTF. This. Gotta love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I found this guy also on uh, Reddit. And Val, hopefully your expertise can help out here, is asking the question, the Imperium or the Space Gaven? Uh, and it's followed by the Eric Andre. Why would you say something so controversial, yeah, so brave, which I don't understand because this doesn't seem immediately obvious to me. Well, I guess just that... Um... I suppose that uh, there was a, there was a really good commentary I read uh, watched about uh, various uh, fantasy factions in which this the Skaven were described as like the um, allegory for late stage capitalism, which I thought was really really awesome and a lot of fun. Um, and um, perhaps they're just referring to uh, humanity's teeming out of control population. Uh, constant bickering, infighting, and murder, and sort of haphazardly half-understood technology. Danny, you look quizzically off into the distance when Val was talking there. <laughs> yeah, I'm just uh, listening to Val's description of that. Yeah, okay, I mean, that makes sense. I guess I could see that. There's an argument here for sure. Nice. Uh, what are we here? Uh, awesome. Uh, this next guy here was something cool I found. It says, every rule I don't like is a typo, a child's guide to wargaming discussion. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to open this up to everyone here. Which rule do you really dislike? Well, Open some game of, system, Val. Uh, no, some, like, well, 40K, like a lot of them did get tweaked and fixed uh, out of the 10th Ed stuff. But I, I will say that I, I so desperately relate to this, where, like, <laughs> where, where, where I, at the very least, I will admit to hoping it was a typo or even being like, that's got to be a typo. Um, but like, you know, I, I don't think like every rule I don't like is a typo, you know? 
what is there a rule you can think of that was the year like that has to be a typo i hate this i feel like all of seventh edition was like that was a typo <laughs> no it just felt like that like how could this be <laughs> you know like um danny anything like specifically yeah springing out of your brain um I remember going to an 8th edition tournament with Skaven for the first time, and I had to ask the TO about 15 questions about how the Doom Wheel worked before we started playing. So I feel like there was a lot of typos in that rules section because it was, like, real weird. Did they that ruin kind of stuff? Your I don't know. I, most, most rules I don't like are obviously a typo. I mean, it was just it was a mistake <laughs> on Games Workshop's part. They didn't know that I didn't like it, and so they kind of... They just ran with it anyway, but th if, they'll find out soon enough with my sternly worded email. Yeah. If it weren't, if it weren't, sir or Matt, if, <laughs> if it if it weren't for uh, if it weren't for GW um, constantly affirming the fact that they believe Estampo should be almost a thousand points in every edition, I pretty much every time I read that, I would think to myself, surely this is a typo. They couldn't possibly want to do this to me. But no, this well, is not the case. No, they do. They do. Want they do. To do that. Specifically me. <laughs> yeah. yeah just you. Seventh edition was just a drunk intern with a typewriter missing three letters, and they were different letters every day. Um, free Radio Armageddon's coming in here saying, uh, what's fun now? Our uh, rules are getting paywalled. You have to just trust your opponent knows the rules or buy all the books. I'm going to start this one by hardly disagreeing, um, but I don't know, uh, Danny, Val, if you guys want to jump in on that one. When they haven't rules been paywalled? They've always they've always been in. I mean, yeah, I don't really codexes. know. Codexes. Well, maybe for other games, maybe that's what they're trying to say. I guess. Yeah, I'm, I think. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. I think, I think on the app, I think he's referencing the app, so you yeah. can't actually access the rules oh. of the app if you don't have the codex. I know what he's referencing. It's yeah. just okay. the rules have always been paywalled because right. they've been blocked behind books that you had to buy. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what you can do though? Is you can be like, sure, can I see that on your app, please? And then the important part of that sentence is the please, because otherwise they'll say no, and then it's a judge call. Um, <laughs> if you guys could change one rule, any edition, any game, what would it be? Oh, current phantasm. Just you mean change that goddamn rule? <laughs> Wait, what? Well, I did already. <laughs> no, change it again. <laughs> why? What are Make they it, change it to? It is just the dumbest, dumbest rule in the whole wide world. And it, it it just is broke. Also, and can I add a, a little last dab of the uh, the incarn? Can we change that rule of all her rules? I mean, that's that's a uh, unit, uh, not a yeah, rule. Yeah, change her, change, <laughs> remove her, change her. I don't care. Make her a a, a bookshelf ornament. I don't care. Hate it. Hate it so much. Oh, hey, hold on. Uh, we got another hey, comment oh, from hey. Free Radio Armageddon here. Age of Sigmar, say what? Free rules, laughing face. So, yeah, we're talking about real games, though, not Age of oh, Sigmar. Uh, oh. oh, hey. I think my favorite also, thing of Age of Sigmar was it was free to learn that I was better if I had a mustache. It was also, free to is learn AOS, that it was a bad game. <laughs> is AOS even still free? I, don't, I think that hasn't been free for since the beginning. Their app, I, their app is free. To, I, to yeah, I think the rules are free. Like you can look at unit data sheets, but you can't look at like like some of the rules are free. So it's like sort of the case. I think some of like the uh, equivalent attachments, whatever they are, like the formations or I don't know, battles for war scrolls, whatever. I think some yeah. of those are yeah. locked behind codex well, purchase and code. 
I remember going in and like I hadn't there's there's Danny has his own special little section uh for talking about his awesome list on our Discord. I hadn't been in in a while and I went back in and all I could see was people discussing like the the most bizarre, stupidest conspiracy theory I've ever read. And I went down 9-11 rabbit holes. Uh but this is literally the stupidest thing I've ever read. Rabbits that, did 9-11? <laughs> that is one of them. Wow. But that is stupid. <laughs> but someone saying that they were short shipping 40k product to the u.s uh oh. in order to sell more age of sigmar models oh, which God's sake. you can easily counteract by the fact that i've not been able to buy lich guard in like six months or orican in, in six months that has not made me want to go buy as uh, uh, like age of sigmar models <laughs> at all it's it's terrible. Your insatiable uh, hunger to buy a box of Games Workshop models does not move to, <laughs> to AOS. You like, braved asshole. <laughs> like I mean, I've been there. I've been there. Like I want to buy something, but usually that just results in me ordering Battle Foam or something. Like I just, yep. you know, like that's kind of that's kind of where I go to. You just get like some weird hobby tool, you know. Uh, Kim L coming in chat. Let us know. Sigmar shit is out of stock too, which is obviously just a conspiracy to make you buy more 40k things uh, because Sigmar is also out of stock all the time. Uh, wonderful. Uh, we're going to move on here to this next guy. This one I found. Uh, Danny, maybe do you want to use your, your beautiful ways to explain what we're looking at here? All right. So we have a picture of Armin um, uh, using some magic powers um, and superimposed uh, over his psychic casting arm is a picture of a medical picture of testicles and testicular one of torsion. Have, That's testicular yeah, it looks torsion. like yeah, it looks like he's having some testicular torsion. And the uh, the words say "good argument." Unfortunately, I cast twist of fate. Which means he's twisting the person's balls. I think that's what it's designed to kind of entail. My feet are tingling right now, even just even just looking at this photo. You're feeling like my feet, like it's just you know that like glancing nut blow thing. One hundred percent correct. My balls are tingling. I'm gonna ask you guys in a bad way. I'm gonna ask you guys and chat the same question: Which character in Warhammer can cause the most testicular pain? Urien Rakarth. Oh. No, oh, what does he do? He's a the master homunculus. Yeah. He can do a lot literal. of shit to your nuts without Does he just like, clone you extra nuts so he kicks you in all 37 of them at the same maybe time? Maybe you'll have different ones. Maybe you'll have a dog's or maybe you won't have any other or there'll be internal now. Who knows? Like he's a wild man. And his first name is His first name is a derivative of urethra. So I mean, right there it's in his name. Boom. It's true. It's true. Val uh, who causes the most testicular pain in Warhammer? Who causes the most testicular pain in Warhammer? Um, I can't say anything bad about any of these guys. Look at them all. They're so beautiful on their horses. <laughs> I don't know. The big lizard. Specific. No external testicles doesn't understand how much how much damage he's actually doing. Good choice, Val. <laughs> Don't justify his random comment. <laughs> I was hoping you'd use your hostliness to go move away from me as my mind is a piece of shit. Uh, that's that true. Uh, let's go to, I had to, to buy Dickie <clears throat> the most time. Uh, Dickie, <laughs> oh. he's he already rattled off three things that are giving him personal testicular torsion. Yeah. That's right. But which character in Warhammer can cause the most testicular pain? I believe the answer is quite clear, and that's Fulgrim. 
uh, not the in-card? No. Well, she not gives me choice. personal torsion of the testicles. So he would probably give that just by looking at his beautiful body. Yeah. You think That's your true. balls would just twist up? Like I think they would just twist right, right up. I yeah. think my balls twist Dude. up just thinking of moving the model of Fulgrim without breaking it. Uh, so yeah, that, that works on many levels. Well, but no, no one really plays 30k, so that's fine. Choice. Yeah. What was that, Danny? The Nick Hurting in the chat with the Triumph of St. Catherine. Great choice. Oh yeah. Awesome. We also have the servitor who zips up your pants. Imagine serving your entire life into the Imperium and then being lobotomized and turned into a pant-zipping robot. Shouldn't have stolen a loaf of bread, John. <laughs> he was trying to eat, feed his family. Beautiful. Uh, Moving on. Uh, we, we have. Oh, can I please move on? I'm kidding. No, no, uh, you I, no, no. I, You're just not allowed to steal a loaf of bread without becoming a servitor. That's what I'm that's saying. Fair. I'm that's fair. Uh, this one was also on Reddit. <laughs> I blacked out some names, but uh, he was asked to leave GW again. Oh. So I had a game booked for six and arrived about an hour early because I lived pretty far from the shop and I had just finished work nearby. I browsed for a bit and spent 40 pounds. Uh, we did reveal that he is in the UK. Mm -hmm. uh, I pulled out a little stool and perched and had a little browse of the index cards I just bought. When the manager realized I was there for the six game, said I couldn't hang out with them or for another 40 minutes and asked me to leave and said I could come back at 545, which I was polite about and did. Afterwards, I kind of feel this guy was a bit of a dick and regret not saying anything. <laughs> Opinions? Huh. I mean, do we have enough information to truly judge this scenario? I give you guys. and Danny, For example, can... is he the type of guy who brought his own stool? I'm going to say, I was going to pick up on that. He says, I pulled out what a little stool, which, uh, which makes it seem like he either brought his own... <laughs> <laughs> Or That's use what one. I usually do is bring my own stool. You I bring your own stool? Other oh, you're the stool guy, yeah. <laughs> or uh, maybe the GW manager was restocking shelves and he pulled the little step stool away to sit on and look at index cards. <laughs> uh, yeah, is just, he the asshole? Yeah, I think bullshit here. I mean... Yeah, like, so he said an hour before, so he arrived at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. And, and then he, spent 40 bucks and five and or 40 spent, pounds in yes. five minutes. Easy dumb. He's dumb. And he has Whoa. to wait. Not wait. This is wait a second. He he spent 40 pounds, but then he browsed the index cards he just bought. So he bought two packs of index cards. Is that Maybe. 40 bucks? Yeah. No, I don't. What? No, they can't. I, 40 look, I'm not going to speculate on what he did or did not purchase. Yeah. The important thing here is that he wasn't allowed that 40 pounds wasn't enough for him to hang out for 40 minutes so this guy might be the most annoying person in the world that i mean if it could be a situation like that where the gw store manager just doesn't like this guy that's possible or oh, it could yeah. be that the store manager is just a dick and that's also possible danny you have a storied uh long career in gaming retail uh before before your current role um yeah. have you ever had people show up and just not leave you alone Yes. And have you had to ask them to leave? I wasn't allowed to. <laughs> oh, no. But you would have. But I would have asked them to leave if I could have, yeah. Yeah. What's but the let me tell you, John, you yeah. can only hear about some random person's D&D character like so many times before you just want to end it, end it all. What is yeah. the literal worst conversation you had 
at your time at an unnamed hobby store that no longer exists. <laughs> uh, oh, probably the guy who just came in and wanted to tell me that I was wrong about all my thoughts and opinions on anything that I espoused when he was asking for advice on how to build his army. <laughs> I mean, that's that's why the internet is... Hey, <laughs> Danny, did you by chance look at the notes or the slideshow beforehand, even though I know you don't have access to it? Because I, let's I absolutely, Well, I do, but I absolutely did not, John. Oh, perfect. Well, let's move on to the next one here. This is uh, my personal pet peeve. I found this on the competitive Necrons page, a place where I've been spending a lot of time recently trying to get better at this whole game called 40K. Apparently, you have to play. I don't like that part. Uh, but he says, I've got two big tournaments coming up. All units on my list have been chosen based on scoring potential, with the core of my army being the fairly standard 2x20 warriors, Cesarus, and a monolith. I've play tested my list. I've had mixed fortune, so wondering what I need to tweak, brackets, if anything. Main concerns including not enough anti-tank and Orphidians being so squishy. I've been spelling Orphidians wrong for a long time. Uh, I generally prefer tactical secondaries, <laughs> but occasionally play fixed, typically cleanse and deploy. Listing comments and suggestions on how to tweak my list appreciated. We can go back to this here, Dickie. Next slide here. This is the list that he's doing. We can come back to this. Uh, but mainly what I wanted to highlight is his next couple uh, slides here. Where people give him general advice, like says Zazaris just isn't super competitive right now. I mean, that's, that's absolutely wrong. But yeah, uh, okay. Monolith got nerfed pretty badly with changes to Overwatch and Towering. Do you feel that's true? Also no? wrong. Also wrong. Yeah. Uh, well, his response to this is uh, if you go to the next one, I agree, says Cesaris is borderline. Wrong. And this is the reason why I want him. I agree yep. the nerfs didn't help the Monolith, but I still rate it. So I'm going to keep doing it. Danny, what are your thoughts on people who go onto the, the world, wonderful internet? ask for feedback on their list and shit on every person's feedback I, and say their list yeah. perfect. Yeah, this sucks. Like don't do this. This is this is a bad use of your time. It's a bad use of other people's time. Like just don't go on the internet uh to purposefully um to cry other people who are trying to help you build an army list because you're not sure yourself. So maybe listen to some other people's advice and figure out whose advice you think is trustworthy or or worthy for the changes that you'd like to make to your list. Val, um, what? Sorry, Danny, on you go. No, no, it's okay. So say, no, Val, why do you think people go online and ask for help, but then ignore all of it? So, because I've been this guy, and I've also been on the other side of this guy. So, like, I get, I get it. I think what this is, is this is probably someone asking a group of people for advice uh, that either responded with this guy's shit, this guy's shit, and then gave them like just very brief things to replace it with, which is also a bad way to respond to these yeah. things. Mm -hmm. It's usually like you kind of need to ask more questions to really get into like why people made certain choices. So what he's getting into here, and yes, this is annoying, is why he made the choices he made. And really, this person needs to be speaking to someone who can really help weigh out sort of at a higher level uh, why mm -hmm. why those choices are good or bad. Whereas like going to just like a generic advice channel where, you know, maybe you're going to have a very, very wide range of, quote, competitive skill in there. I don't know how useful that is, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I would so, say yeah. if, if we were sponsored by a company like Art of War or... Uh... Uh, another company that we would say go get professional coaching from them but we're not so don't do that but even uh, like it's just i don't know i, I just have I, I don't even say i don't do this anymore because i know that i'm going to get answers that don't satisfy like often will not satisfy the 
the thing that I'm actually wondering about. You I know, will. like, because yeah, like I usually will. what this is is like the person has a fluffy choice in their list that they want to justify taking that they that sucks and they want it in the list and they want to then like justify why the person the thing doesn't suck. But as Danny oh, just pointed God. out, his choices maybe <laughs> varied oh, a bit God, more. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, we just pulled up his list on screen here. Danny's initial I'm reaction of, oh, God, is fantastic. Uh, have... I'm going to rate this list a 2.3 out of 10. Oh, bad. Oh, bad score. Like I don't know if anyone knows how a 10-point scale works, but that's I bad. Will, <laughs> I was going to say, I will say, like, I've abused Danny for years now for list help and advice. And something I've always appreciated about him is, like, what do you like about this? I'd be like, man, I love this weird gimmicky unit no one else uses. Like, okay, well, like, how do we, we play around this? Like, whereas a lot of times you'll go online to these places and be like, hey, how do I improve my list? And all they do is like change it to whatever one or two lists work for everyone. Yes. Um, That's, and whereas, which, is, which is also not helpful, right? No. Like, yeah. But it, whereas, it can be because maybe you're the type of player who needs to go there first. You know what I mean? Like, you got I like, like, feel like... personally, I'm a much better player <laughs> because of the years of Danny teaching me what goes well with the weird weird kooky shit i want to run um rather than like i have to relearn how to play the list of the week every two weeks so, mm. so danny like the two things that he pulled out there uh were two things that you immediately defended and then you saw the full list and you're like good god <laughs> those are like the only good things in his life <laughs> <laughs> so that suggested All the, the advice he got that. was yeah that suggested the advice that he was getting from this forum were to take out the only two good things in the list, which All again, right, hold on. but like, here's the problem, right? Yeah. Okay, so he's spending. Do, do you want me to rate this? Like, go over what? Yeah, wrong go with through. It? It'll be very what helpful for the is. upcoming uh, for the upcoming game. It'll be great practice. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I think he should not take a, a technomancer. I think technomancers. So get something else. Get something good in there instead. You definitely t- shouldn't take this the sovereign coronal on him. I think that's awful on that model um i think maybe putting that on the hexmark destroyer is a better choice if you're going to take it but it's only the only thing it's going to be affecting is the monolith because you need to drop the doomsday arc the doomsday arc doesn't do enough damage for its points in fact i would say i wouldn't worry about taking anti-tank at all because if they're putting combat vehicles into you the chances of them being able to kill 20 warriors in one go is like real freaking small so that's what you want to lean into is how durable your warriors are. So you need, I feel like instead of the Chronomancer and probably even Orican, since you don't have, uh, I feel like what's good with him. And I'd also drop the Lord and the Overlord. I don't think they're worth the points. Uh, they Maybe the Lord, I don't know. Uh, the Overlord at 110 though is real overpriced. Um, uh, oh, I guess he gave him a, like a 30 point thing or a 25 point war gear item. Anyway, but like, that stuff's not that stuff's not that good. Lean into the durability and then lean into scoring. Don't lean into anti-tank because it's not going to be worth your time if you're just trying to win the game by scoring. Yeah. So like the first question I always ask people when they ask me what they should do with their list is what is your list trying to do? How does your there list you win the game? Yep. Yeah. It was always the most frustrating thing where I would craft this great list that I was really excited about. I would show it to Danny to show off. He'd be like, how does this win a game? And I couldn't answer that question. <laughs> and it would get really frustrating because I would then just go and lose three games. Uh, I mean, uh, like, yeah. To, to like Danny's, like, that question is also very important because sometimes uh, the point is not to win the game. The point is to, like, this list does this because I really like Orc and the Diviner. Yeah. 
Yeah, right? that's and, cool. And, play and then that. that also would change. That would probably change Danny's advice. So how do you make Absolutely. that? How do you make that right? You know, like how do you make? How do you get the most out of the thing that you want? And I think that's really like the with like competitive gaming in general. Like whatever, whatever. Like if you, if you're not really in it to win it, and you're not looking to have the most optimal tuned up thing, but you mm-hmm. still want to have fun, you need to kind of understand why things are optimal and why what makes them the best choice. So that you understand what disadvantages you're playing with and try and compensate for them. Um, yeah, the monolith in this case is decent in this build. I think it's it's okay. It's a lot of points, but the way that towering changed like really affected it and made it better is that you can hide it now. So you you can actually hide it behind terrain and then tow into terrain when you actually want to shoot or fight with it and then start like utilizing its abilities. But it's a great way for you to get your your army up the table. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I bought a monolith this weekend. I'm very excited, mainly nice. because the box was so freaking giant and chunky. That alone made me excited uh, for it because of the sheer size of the thing. Beautiful. Well, Danny, that was great practice for you because it's time for a brand new Grim game uh, with no bumper. So you know it was last minute. Nice. Uh, but I did want to remind you that, guy, did you know, uh, with the membership to Best Coast Pairings, who have technically sponsored us ever since we were Mob Rules, uh, they are the world's <laughs> leading tournament pairing software. And you can look up events from all over the world and even see the list from those events. Uh, Europe might be six months ahead of the curve, but you can simply steal those lists with your BCP <laughs> membership. Uh, this week, we're going to be looking at this event. And what I've done, this is a six-round event. Uh, from somewhere in Europe uh, called Invasion 40k, uh, 85 players, six rounds. I have picked uh, five lists at random, and I'm going to be asking the panel a simple question. Uh, I'm going to give you guys 60 seconds of reviewing the list, and I need you to tell me within five places where that uh, list finished the event. Okay. So if you guys, uh, if the list finished 10th, I would accept an answer from five to 15 uh, from placement uh, just to make it a little easier because I felt otherwise it was far too hard. Uh, but any questions about the rule set, Dickie, you get to play too. Uh, chat, yeah. feel free to jump on in. Any questions before we get started here? I'm fucked. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> uh, and, this and is as, an impossible game. And as Danny said, it is much harder now that it is a much more balanced game. Uh, knowing uh, that the, a lot of the factions are more balanced. Uh, but let's jump on to our first list. Uh, please feel free to talk amongst it, amongst yourselves, uh, figure it out, oh and God. stop watch. Oh, my come Jesus. on, dude. <laughs> <What the laughs> stop watch. We got to do, uh, do this. Is this back. in Finnish? <laughs> <laughs> it is very hard uh, to compress uh, lists of this size. Dickie, if you want to figure out a way to make that embiggered. No, it's uh, impossible. This is, a, this is this is streaming. This is the the the. Uh... Did you did you maximize Joe, the Joe at Wargames Live figured it out. He just uses big pictures. Is um, this? Sorry, go ahead, Bill. No, I was I was filling for time. No, you're good. Do you want uh, me to run down the list for? Yeah, run down the list. Yeah. Uh, and then so it is a a Votan list. Uh, it's got an Iron Master, a Champion. It's got a Call, another Call, uh, some Hearthkin Warriors uh it's got the thunderkin they're quite good it's got the terminator guys the the hearth guard and then um it's got more terminator guys and then it's got the pioneers the bike dudes 
and then uh two is that two land fortresses yeah so two units of uh pioneers uh two land fortresses two, two sag- sagittars sagittars uh two units of nine uh hearth guard yeah uh, yeah so there's two land fortresses there's two, two. land fortresses yeah Mm, believe it or not i did try to make this as as big as possible we'll, we'll fix it next time don't up. worry this scam will only get better i can read i can read it i mean i can yeah. see the words <laughs> yeah they mean nothing to me basically. no but yeah so how do we think this votan list is this, this is, is an 85 yeah 85 player oh. field from the first slide 85 player field from these are all taken from invasion 40k uh, run by Christopher Jacobson. I want to say it's a, from a Nordic nation based on the names of the people who ran this list. 85 people. And when was it? Last weekend, September 22nd, 23rd. And we have to choose the placing that it finished? Yeah. So, so they're just post balance slate. That's what you're that's Yeah, post balance slate. 23rd. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. And so, Val, you said 23rd. So that mm-hmm. means if the answer is between 18 and 28. Mm-hmm. Then you win. Goddamn right. <laughs> okay, go, Danny. Okay, sixth. Oh. Six. So that's if it's between first and eleventh. And then Dicky. Thirtieth. Thirtieth, of course, with that twenty-five to thirty-five classic spread. Uh, this list here. Danny wins. This first. was the first wow. place list from this event by Eric. Eric. Uh, from Wammer, yeah, oh. uh, which would be the team name. This was the winning list. I thought this was a cool one to start with because it's uh, a Votan list, which again you said before the balance update. You said Danny at your event they came second. Yeah, nerf them. Votan, Votan are real. Nerf, yeah, they're especially real with this many uh, the Hearth Guard. Those guys are those guys are like Terminators. Each of those squads is like four hundred points. Yeah, they're so real. You good. have to get rid of them. One yeah. of them ignores all penalties or modifiers, which is wild. Danny needs to get off um, Thursday show with that kind of prescient snap anymore. Quick draw analysis. All right. Whatever it's called now. So yeah, moving on. Meta chasers. Uh, <laughs> we have list number two here. Uh, it is a thousand suns list. Uh, I'll run through it really quickly for you guys. Yeah, they we used have to be good. Okay. We have Araman, Magnus the Red, a thousand yeah, sun it. sorcerer in Terminator yeah. armor. He does have the Umbralific crystal. That's we important. have a Zangor Shaman. With the Lord of Forbidden Lore upgrade, yep. and then we have one, two, three, four, ten, or sorry, nine Rubik Marines. Uh, we have ten Zangor, ten Zangor, a Rhino, a Mutalith Vortex Beast, a unit of, I want to say, ten Scarab Occult Terminators. Yeah, that's a help, a Hellbrute, and then a Zangor Enlightened. Dicky, I think you have the best shot at actually guessing this, so I think you should go first. Okay. Uh, well, T-Suns are not what they used to be, for sure. Uh, I'm going to say 25th. Okay, 20 and 30 for Dickie. Uh, 23rd. Tw- 23rd, okay, now I have They're to write down numbers. zero dollar this guy. 18 to 28. <laughs> All right, Danny, where did this list finish? 35th. 35th. We're all wrong. Probably. Big money, big money, big money, big, big money, money, big money, big money. Seventy fifth. Seventy fifth. This is what makes me think it's a Nordic event because this is seventy uh, fifth by Torbjorn Sandvik. Oh, yeah, that probably that Ham- part of Team Hammer Hammer. Team Hammer Hammer. 
it's the the recursion that makes the team good. Yeah, we got uh, five rounds of this. Uh, okay. We we can do probably one more, uh, depending <laughs> on who else wins. Uh, okay. We have this is I wanted to do this one because this was a turned list based off the new oh, codex. Uh, it has Death Leapers, the Warlord, a Hive Tyrant with Hunting Grounds, a Winged Tyrant of Prime uh, with a Neuro Node. We have another Winged Tyrant of Prime naked. Uh, two units of 10 gargoyles, a unit of biovores, of a single biovore, an exocrine, two maliceptors, two neuroelectors, two ripper swarms, two tyranid warriors with melee weapons, and two yeah. Von Ryan Leaper units. Where does this end? Uh, Dickie, Danny, you guys did the tyranid recap uh, of yeah. the codex. Uh, Danny, where does this list finish? <laughs> Man, this is a crapshoot. <laughs> um this, this guy could have like gone first every game and just won because of that um yeah uh i would say this is probably higher than lower um so okay. i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna vote 20th place 20th dicky what you got i'm gonna say 10th place 10th and then val bringing up the rear what you got 23rd Nice. 23rd again. So uh, 31st. 31st. Wow. Oh, all, all went away. And you're right, Danny. He's kind of a crapshoot because if he went first in every round, you would have to imagine he would be higher than this. Um, <laughs> next up, uh, a whole bunch of Eldari crap. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I hate Jesus reading Christ. these lists. Death Jester with Fate's Messenger, a what Farseer. Uh, the Vizark, uh, Evrain, uh, Guardian Defenders, 10 of them, Storm Guardians, 10 of them, two Hornets, two units of Shadow Spectres, two Skyweavers, one uh, D Cannon, unit of the five Swooping Hawks. We have uh, Harlequin Troop of, I refuse to read that, a large amount, as 180 points. Yeah. We have Warp okay. Spiders, five, uh, and then Allied Units, an Archeon, and three Ravagers. 12. Technically. 12? Um, this one, uh, yeah, interesting. It's got some really good parts. The Ravagers are great. Um, Rain is good. Although I don't know what unit she goes in here, like maybe Storm Guardians or something. That's not good. Um, I I'm just I'm just taken aback by the the unit classification other data sheets. Uh, yeah, that's how it is now. Yeah. That is, yeah. Battle. It's it's basically everything else. Battle liner characters. Oh, it's not just it's not just the other. Okay. And dedicated <laughs> transport. The other one. Uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on the the old uh, golf cart. Do it. Where are you Thirtieth. Thirtieth. Yeah. Okay. I know Val's going to do his patented twenty uh, third. Oh. I feel like it wasn't a good joke to start with because I wasn't joking the first time. But the you know uh, sixth. Six. Ooh. Danny. Twenty third. Twenty third. It's all exciting. It's all very close together. Um, and I can't even remember because I covered them with the box. Worst placing Eldari faction. Eldari gets one! Ninth. Val gets <laughs> a point. It, dude. You did it. Get this so we're currently so hard. <laughs> one point to Val. One point to Danny. Uh, one round to go. And I don't have a tiebreaker, so Dickie, do shit. Um, Let's go. Moving on to Feel this it. next one. Craving that action right now. This is an go. Astra Militarum list. I got this in the bank. It is led by Lord Solar Leonidas. Uh, Ursula Creed. It has a Cadian Castellan, a Cadian Command Squad with the Commander, some veteran guardsmen, 
uh, commissar. Uh, we have three units of Katie Shock Troopers. We have three units of infantry. Uh, all of those guys have auto cannons. Uh, the Katie Shock Troopers have a plasma gun and a melta gun. Uh, we, uh, for infantry, we have three units of Karskin with plasma guns and boxcasters. Uh, and then we have two basilisks, two hellhounds, a manticore, two individual scout sentinels, and three chimeras with heavy flamers. Mm-hmm. Where did this end? 69. 69. Oh, good one. Nice. nice. Sadly, there wasn't 420 players, Danny. Just gonna uh, I know. I was at a... 42, but then I decided against it, and I was nice. as close as I could get. Uh, I'm going to go 27th place. 27th, uh, an 85-player event. Dickie? 12th. 12th. Uh, yeah. All wonderful guesses. However, they were 84th. 84th. Wow. Uh, Asmund Hoggard. Uh, this was the highest-ranked person who played all six rounds. God bless uh, you, Asmund. For him. And came uh, dead last. Uh, I was at a hero card list. I was at a Canadian football game uh, on uh, on Saturday, and because we have uh, the rouge in Canadian football, which means you can score one point at one one moment in the game, the score was in fact four to twenty, and I laughed. Hell yeah, nice. we're grown men. Uh, yeah. Before we sign off, we're going to check the mailbag for listener questions. It's a Krieger bought Chaz special, as I've literally ignored his questions for a month now. Uh, as we move on away from the impossible game that will very likely not so come back. hard. <laughs> Maybe we'll increase the spread. Who knows? Uh, but he asked, what is Grimm's position on handies and crowded theaters? Crowded theaters. Oh, Danny doesn't seem to mind. Okay. Well, I mean, just don't get caught or filmed, you know. Uh, yeah, in probably front a good of the nation, Especially if you're a public figure, it's probably not a great idea. No. So none of us are obviously doing that um, mm, as public no. figures ourselves. We have blankets. Remember, Danny? <laughs> when, just, get a, just get a blanket at the movie theater. They sell those now, you know. <laughs> Popcorn. One of my favorite stories. One of my favorite stories is we were asked uh, as a podcast uh, from Operals to donate to Charity Hammer. So Danny and I had gone to the movie theater to watch, I think it was Fast and Furious 7 or 8. Mm-hmm. It was one of those. It was a classic time. Yeah. And we saw they were selling blankets in the movie theater. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell, man? I spent my whole life as a teen uh, trying to avoid getting caught when I could have just bought a blanket at the movie theater. <laughs> sanctioned. We, a sanctioned we, blanket. We donated right. a handjob blanket uh, to Charity Hammer. Uh, so Lightly I think... Our, I was going to say, you guys take it out for a test run? (laughs) So I could say our position on it is is pretty positive, uh, shall we say. Uh, Recline deeply in the seat would be the position. (laughs) (laughs) Makes the back row. This next question here uh, is uh, for Danny and Val mostly here, but who are the absolute worst, John's emphasis, Warhammer Fantasy Battle characters? The worst characters. Yeah. Oh. Like if we were to do a worst character ever for a fantasy battle, Danny, who would you want to do? Tyrion. Oh. Tyrion. Yeah. 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 Um, He's a pretty terrible character. Uh, who's the supreme patriarch of the Colleges of Magic? Balthazar yeah. Gelt. Balthazar Gelt. You're not a Gelt fan, huh? He does some shady shit in the end times. Dude, hey, welcome to Astalia, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, that's that, that's 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 pretty good. I was gonna say 
any of the Lizardman characters that have the really stupid names like oh. Itsy Bitsy, like get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> who's the Who's the guy on the Who's the flying guy? Who's the guy on the uh... Tic Tac Toe, baby? Tic Tac Toe. And don't forget, he rides on Swoop, named after the Dinobots. Um, also, well, they have a relic cooler. called the uh, Blowgun of Patui. Oh no! That's, no, uh, really? Oxlotl. Yeah. The 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 chameleon skin guy. Yeah, something of Patui. Yeah, I think oh, that's more. Yeah, it is Patui. It's terrible. <laughs> that's more respective of American culture than if they actually tried to ape it uh, far more, uh, just by going ridiculous. Huh. I would say. Uh, and then his final question here, uh, and this pulls up another podcast, is Grim After Dark was called the TMZ of 40k by Innis Wilson on the most recent stat check. <laughs> Does that make Statchek Mad Money and Ennis Jim Kramer? Is this your laugh react? It is my laugh react because <laughs> I, it's my polite way of doing it. Yes. Yes. Okay. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's uh, probably who else would it he, be on there. Who else I mean, he's. Be? I mean, Ennis is probably right more often than Jim Kramer. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, it's yeah. kind of unfair. Twice. Um, but no, it was called up because there was other shows. Um, because he suggested when talking to Jeremy on StatCheck that they do a TMZ style show uh, about the London GT drama and put it behind a paywall. Uh, and let me tell you guys, uh, if you're doing a TMZ style kind of entertainment show about Warhammer, it doesn't work putting it behind a paywall. No, that's not going to yeah. fly. It does, does not fly whatsoever. And, uh, and you'll be hearing from our attorneys. So yeah. be aware of that. Absolutely. Uh, but yes, uh, uh, no, it doesn't uh, because that puts too much onus on StatCheck as being a legitimate thing. And we don't recognize it as a podcast. Oh, wow. <laughs> Although, you know, I am uh, More like a cultural phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of Dark After Grim on the Best in Faction podcast network, though. That's a good show. Look, <laughs> it's it's a really unique background to have a red tapered curtain that literally two podcasts use that, that's that's yeah. all that matters hey. um so yeah we that, were here that, first even, yeah, we're we were here first um uh, we? we and <laughs> we as soon right. as danny passes the bar and like what, what do we have like six months a year what we got left yeah give me like eight months give you eight in eight months time we're coming for you but that's until right. then charity money safe <laughs> but anyway it's an escrow. 10 months. uh anyway 10 months damn it that just throws my sorry that's too that's window. too late actually that's, that's past the statute of limitations we're, we're gonna it. be boned he, he's smart uh that little vernon man is, is very clever uh but anyway thank you everyone for joining us here on grim after dark uh you can find all of our socials and ways to support us at grimafterdark.com uh we will be back next monday live at 10 p.m eastern ish and if you can catch us live, check the recordings available 24-7 on YouTube. And remember, when your life feels like a never-ending siege and things can get any worse, join us here uh, because it's always grim after dark. We just well, spitball on that one, huh? It's time to step into the grim darkness With nerds gather talking Warhammer madness Grim after dark, the podcast with the hosts John, Danny and Val, but they're not the most Claiming to be experts, but it's all a facade Talking about battles and dice rolls, they're all odd Trying to sound cool with their Warhammer talk But I'm here to expose, it's all just squawk Nerds, nerds, everywhere I see Talking Warhammer this, like it's a decree But let me tell you, homie, it is all just a game In the real world 
homie, we are not the same. So put down the dice, step out of the dog. It's time to live life, nerd, make your own mark. Grim at the dog, the nerd's playground. Talking war, hammer this, acting all profound. But when I listen, it's all just a bunch of noise. I love roasting nerds and their stupid ass toys. Stupid ass toys, I wanna grab them. Put my hands around the neck, squeeze, squeeze, war hammer, squeeze. Until they can't breathe or breathe again. <laughs> Tell a friend, I tell a friend, I'm out here roasting nerds again. <laughs>